All right, everyone, welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Salazar, and let us begin. So today's topic is techniques to use when you are depressed. Now, many of you, <clears throat> many of you know that I suffer from major depressive disorder as a result of schizophrenia. And I develop a, about, you know, well, I developed quite a few techniques, but I'm going to share six of them with you today that should help with your depression when you find yourself in a particular depression on certain days. Now, if your depression is continuous, um, these techniques might not work for you. But if it's if you're depressed, very depressed this or that day, or you come to a day when you're very depressed and it's not usual, these techniques should work for you. Now, there were days <laughs> a long time ago when I was just really depressed every day. These might work for you, but really it's aimed at working for specific days when you are especially depressed. At any rate, let's go ahead and get started. So, Number one, set goals for the day and focus on completing each goal only and don't overwhelm yourself by thinking of them as a whole. So the, the worst thing you can do as a, when you're depressed is to think of all the things you have to do on any given day. Your whole list. Uh, you know, I got to wake up, I got to make breakfast, I got to take care of the kids, Got to get them to school, got to come home, maybe go to work after or go to work before that, uh, come home, fix dinner for myself or and the kids, or maybe it's just uh, I just have to go to school, then come back, do all my homework, and uh, make sure I stay in touch with my friends. Whatever your goals are for the day, um, narrow it down to one goal at a time. Don't Don't try to... Don't try to think of them as one unit of goals, but different units of goals. Uh, for instance, you know, I got to wake up, might have to go to go to school, then come back, go to work, then come home, fix dinner, eat it, then make sure I do what I need to do online, and then uh, go to sleep. So if using this this pattern, I would say just focus on one of these things at a time. You don't want to, if you're depressed, you don't want to look uh, at the horizon of your day and see many stars. You want to focus on the sun. Uh, every goal is that guiding light, and then once you meet that goal, you focus on a different star, if that makes any sense. Uh, just do not overwhelm yourself. And it's it's really hard to not think of all the things you have to do in a day and just be like, oh my god, I'm so depressed, how am I going to do all this? And, you know, sometimes you really don't have to, but for uh, for most of the time, you have all these responsibilities that you have to do. And if you have all these responsibilities, then, uh, and you can't, and you're depressed often, then you're going to have to find a way to get through them when you are depressed. Once again, this is not a, these are not goals for being depressed every day for many months, but having depressing, or being depressed this day or that day, maybe out of a week, maybe out of a month, what have you. Um, at any rate, so uh, let's go to number two. Uh, avoid people and media that invoke frustration in you. So there are people in our lives that we deal with that invoke frustration in us, whether they be a fellow student or whether it be a, a fellow coworker, whether they be a family member, 
whether they be somebody online that you've been talking to that you feel like you need to respond, but you really don't want to, you want to try to avoid frustration as much as possible. Uh, be if, if these interactions with very specific people in your life are frustrating to you. Now, you won't be able to avoid interaction altogether, but you should avoid interaction that is with people that are especially frustrating. And media, when it comes to media that frustrates you, let's say you are really frustrated by the news. Um, maybe you're really frustrated by things that are said on Twitter or what have you. Uh, you want to try and avoid... Um, these platforms and this this information these information intakes uh, so that you are not you're not adding on to your depression you're like okay i'm going to set this aside i'm going to set the news aside i'm going to set these these conversations aside until uh, i'm really ready to deal with them because if i don't then it's just going to make my depression worse which is not what you want Um, this list is kind of about avoiding increasing your depression okay so let's go to number three uh, decide whether alone time or time with others can heal you and commit to one or the other. Now, depending on what kind of person you are, you might get a lot out of alone time. Like me, I feel like I get recharged and healed by alone time. Me alone with my own thoughts, uh, taking in some information from books, contemplating my life, not necessarily not necessarily evaluating my life, but we'll get to that technique in a, in a little bit, but just contemplation, alone time, that's what heals me when I'm depressed. For other people, it's being around friends, being around family. It's about communication. Maybe even that communication is online. Whatever it may be, uh, it's about connecting to people. I find that when I'm depressed, that's not usually what heals me because I actually end up feeling more alone because I'm like, oh, these people don't understand what I'm going through, which most people think when they're... Um, uh, when they're depressed and they're communicating with people, they're like, oh, it's, they're on a completely different frequency. I'm definitely one of those people. So you got to figure out whether you're a, an introvert or extrovert and figure out exactly how much contact you want to have with people on a day where you're depressed. Um, however much contact that is, maybe it's, you know, it's not about one or the other. There's this spectrum of, okay, I want a little bit of contact but I, most of the day I need to keep to myself, or I want a lot of contact, but maybe a little bit of the day, um, maybe a little bit of the day, not so much so. Uh, so that's something you have to decide for yourself based on your own um, mental makeup and your own experiences with um, what has worked in the past. At any rate, before we continue, I would like to get a word from our sponsor today. And we are back. So number four on this list is develop an emotionally communicative environment with people you know, and especially those who rely on you. So when you are having an especially bad day, you can easily tell the truth and receive leeway. So in our lives, it's very important for us to be honest with people, to communicate with people, especially those that rely on us, uh, so that... When we need to communicate something very personal, something very, something very wrong or even right in our lives, we can do so. So you have to really plan in the long term when it comes to creating an environment of uh, you know emotional uh, communicativity. Uh, so if 
for instance, if uh, your boyfriend or your husband, uh, if you don't have a deep level of emotional communication in your relationship, when you have a bad day, they um, and you want to tell them that they might might be taken off guard and be like, "Oh, this is like a whole new you. What's it? What's what's up with you? What this? You seem very wrong. This this doesn't feel right." Because you don't have that level of established communication with your emotions with the other person, uh, you know this can apply to your your um, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, husband, wife, even your kids. Um, being able to talk about emotions with your kids, you know that's it's very important because that, then they can also talk about their emotions with you. You want to have the seeds of this environment. Before you can gather the fruit of when you really need that that fruit that has been grown in this environment, you can get it. You can sell somebody, look, I'm really depressed today. You know that I get depressed sometimes and I really just need to focus on myself today or not have too many responsibilities today. And then, and then you can do that because you've created that environment in your home or with uh, your friends and family. That's very important because... Um, in order to get leeway, you have to have somebody willing to listen to you talk about why you need that leeway in your life, whatever hap- happens to be happening. Um, at any rate, let's go to number five. Number five is work on a personal project that is freeing for you. Now, this actually won't apply to all people who suffer from depression. You know, certain days are worse than others, but those worst days, um, it may not, this may not apply to you, uh, you know. I'm somewhat of an artist. I like working on projects in relation to arts, whether it be wood burning, painting, um, sigil craft, and the like. You know, sigil craft is a little bit of magic in there, of course. Um, but I also um, I also like projects like podcasts, like this one, or YouTube videos, and they can be very freeing, very liberating from the state that I am in. If you don't, if you don't feel liberated by one of the hobbies that you have, or by one of the things that you do, um, as far as an activity that really defines you and really makes you feel like who you are, then this step might not work for this technique might not work for you. It has to be something that can keep your mind off the depression, but also uh, something that feels freeing because it's not just about taking your mind off something. It's this task, this hobby, this um, this effort should feel like you're being more freed from the depression and not just focusing on something else. Though there's nothing wrong with just focusing on something else, but it's more beneficial when something not only attracts your attention, but makes you feel more freeing, freed in your life. So uh, let's go to let's go to number uh, six. Um, now. Now is not the time to evaluate your life, and I say that many may just disagree with this. You know, now is not the the time to evaluate your life. Um, When you're depressed, you're going to see things through a lens that uh, that you would not view your life through in other circumstances. You will see your life much worse than it is if you view view your life through this lens of depression. This is just my experience. This, for a lot of people, maybe the depression is caused by their need to evaluate their life. But for me, I find that 
I very negatively evaluate myself when I am depressed and trying to really look at my life as a whole. So I'd highly recommend not going to that level. If you feel like your depression is a result of something very specific and you need to explore that within yourself, then yes, please evaluate your life. But if you feel like it's just a filter to see how bad you feel like your life is, then I I don't recommend evaluating your life as a whole when you're depressed. It's it's something that has to be very individualized. This isn't this isn't a blanket rule or a blanket technique rather. This is something that you have to decide for yourself. Is my depression caused by something in my life that I need to repair, remove or anything like that? Or is it just caused by you know, either a condition that I have or I'm just having a really bad day, a lot of external stimuli, or is it caused by something else? There's a number of, of ways depression manifests, a number of reasons it does as well. So you have to def- decide that for yourself if it's the time to really look at your life and to evaluate yourself. It's very important as an individual to understand that we go through times of sadness Depression is a little bit different because it's reoccurring. It doesn't just happen when something sad happens. But, I mean, it it can, but not the kind of depression that I'm talking about. Um, It is something that's reoccurring without a cause. That's really what depression is to me. Something that reoccurs again and again and again, though there's not a specific cause to set it off. It's like these um, these ticking time bombs along our life that just explode without it being a mine or something that you have to apply pressure to or somebody else applies pressure to. It just kind of explodes along explodes along our path, one after the other, just based on time, not based on circumstance, not based on pressure. Um, this is something that I've learned to I've learned to deal with over time. And it's something that most people aren't willing to look at or even have the capabilities to look at because most people can't go through therapy. And I've been through many, many hours of therapy. Most people can't afford therapy. Most people don't have that avenue uh, of advice, of recommendation. So they just do the best they can. A lot of us self-medicate. A lot of us deny that part of ourselves that is sad for a reason. A lot of us try to shake off depression as if it's something that is our fault. But it isn't. Depression is not our fault. It's something that we need to understand and work through, but understand that it's going to pop up again and again and again. And when it does pop up, we need to know how to deal with it. At any rate, thank you very much for listening. I'll go ahead and uh, briefly state the techniques that I wrote down here when I was uh, contemplating this. Um, So number one is set goals for for the day and focus completely on completely each goal and only that goal. Don't overwhelm yourself by thinking of them as a whole. 
Number two, avoid people and media that invoke frustration in you. Number three, decide whether alone time or time with others can heal you and commit to one or the other. That's a little bit deceptive. There's a spectrum when when that is concerned. Number four, develop an emotionally communicative environment with people you know, and especially those who rely on you. So when you are having an especially bad day, you can easily tell the truth and receive leeway. Number five, work on a personal project that is freeing for you. Number six, now is not the time to evaluate your life, but that also has some nuances in it. At any rate, thank you very much for listening. If you want to find me on Instagram, it is Veve Masta. In other episodes, I have said that there's a space between Veve and Masta, but it's actually one word, and I don't know why I didn't realize that. Um, V-E-V-E-M-A-S-T-A. That's me on Instagram. On Facebook, you can contact me, message me, you know, either with criticism, questions, or uh, something that you'd like to see on the podcast in the future. Um, just go to www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar, and you'll be able to find me on Facebook. And of course, anybody who's listening to this is most likely to know my YouTube channel, but if you don't, just type in Hunter Salazar on YouTube, H-U-N-T-E-R space. S-A-L-A-Z-A-R, and you will find my YouTube channel, which is something that I did, started doing way before podcasting. At any rate, I really hope that this helped you, and I hope to hear from you in the future.